dumbbells in. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to Word Doom Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. I'm your host, Brandon McIntosh, uh, here with my co-host here, the man with the fantastic mustache, not rocking the beard anymore, Tyler Shaftsma. Howdy, Brandon. How are you today? You feel, you, I feel good. You feel cleaner, all straight and narrow, without the without that big scrappy beard you had going? Yeah, I got the quarantine beard is gone. Now it can be nice and smooth underneath my face mask. Put a little extra mustard in my mustache for licking. Uh, don't make this mistake. Don't eat a bunch of really strong spearmints, like mints in your mouth, and then put your mask on and uh, expect to have a good time, because you're not. I was just walking around, everyone yeah. thought I was crying. But uh, today we have a, a guest we've had before, because he's one of our favorite people to chat with and to work with. That's Danny Mendelo. Danny, thanks again for coming. Joining us from the West Coast. How's the West Coast life treating you out there, Danny? You got a wicked beard yourself. Yeah, the beards are growing. The hair everywhere except for the top of my head is growing. Um, the, the one foot out the door headed in mountain direction is, uh, extending more every day as we sit here doing what everyone else is doing, watching the world end on various YouTube segments. I know. Isn't it exciting? Don't you feel just helpless? <laughs> just, just sitting in, you watch all this shit going on and then you just go outside and sit down you're like. All I hear is a lawnmower. Like, where is all this disaster? I don't see it. But god damn, as soon as you sit down and watch the news, there it is. Yeah, that old Bill Hicks bit is very much so uh, what's happening right now. But uh, I'm learning how to fish. There's a it's a pink salmon run right now, so I'm doing I'm fishing from shore. How's that going? And, Here you got uh, the kayak going. Like you're living an awesome life right now. You got your outdoors all the time, kayaking. Uh, yeah, I mean, awesome in some ways, terrible in the ways that if I had to survive in the wilderness, I now know for certain I would die within a couple months. <laughs> you can't survive off of one fish every three weeks? Well, like, you know, even with the ability to go buy, you know, new fishing gear, I still have only caught two fish, and I pretty much devoted my whole summer to fit to to catching fish and this is like the middle of the salmon run it's, it's supposed to be super easy some of the old timers are out there catching four fish a day yeah. and throwing throwing the excess back and uh, and i'm just learning that uh on all fronts yeah the first year of survival in the wilderness would pretty much be my last year on it. <laughs> yeah, it would end in death. That, that sucks. But those old-timers fishing, they've been doing it forever, right? You know, they just have this, they know what they're doing, they jerk the lure in a certain way, they, you know, they, they're they like, they've made their lures and their worms and their hooks or whatever into perfect actors, right? They've perfected the acting of luring. Like, those fish can't resist it. Those old men have just been just fiddling those rods their whole life. You know what they're doing. And I've perfected the act of watching a couple videos while living in the city and thinking, I just need to move home and then I'll be able to live off the land. But actually doing that is quite dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people think that and I'm definitely in that party of just like, 
you know, I've read a few, like, wilderness books. I forged this spring. Like, I could survive off of dirty river bass and, like, raspberries. <laughs> Mushrooms. No. That's like a full day's activity, just finding enough to eat for one meal. Let alone feeding yourself all day. Yeah. But, uh, you're lucky you're catching the salmon. Like, we got just some dirty, dirty river bass we're dealing with here. Maybe a few walleye. That's 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 delicious. Do you come across any bears? You got bears out there? Yeah, that's a big thing that's happening out here on the uh, on the we're doomed front, is uh, because of the unprecedented halt in human activity, uh, the bears and cougars have come out of the mountains in, in an alarming rate, and uh, there's a incident pretty much every day involving a bear or a okay. cougar really? so these are like oh, uh, yeah these are like previously mountain bears they're not like town dwelling bears that just eat garbage they're like coming down from the mountains we've all i mean it's part of living on vancouver island is that there's a certain level of bears and wolves and cougars but it this year is an unprecedented uh comfort level of them just wandering into human territory that must be terrifying. Just, just because the human, the human nature has stopped, like humans have gone inside, so things are quieter, you think? And now animals are moving That's the around. theory. I mean, that, that that's one... That, that's the prevailing theory. It's also the um, least on fire that the west coast has been in a long time <laughs> that's, that's true there, was, I... there wasn't like a huge fire forest fire right. thing this year they yeah, just started wood, now right? but i mean like two years ago when i visited when i left the headlines were literally saying that like half the province was on fire right. like as i was boarding the plane it was like everything's on fire and this year has been they haven't even had a fire ban yet so, so we managed good. to skip um, the fires a bit and not only that, the, the, with the lack of human activity, you also get lack of garbage. You know, people aren't going out to restaurants at the beginning of this pandemic. So, you know, maybe a bear would just like wander up to a dumpster, have his fill, go back to the woods. But now he's, he's having to really look, he's having to go out to the neighborhoods. Like, that's happening with Hello. like uh, city animals like raccoons and rats. I guess the rats in New York are just going ape shit. They're like having rat wars. They're like. Uh, we hear, I think there's a, a barking Boston Terrier somewhere, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't think it's unique to Vancouver Island. I think everywhere the world is uh, experiencing a lot of animal uprisings. Um, Thailand, I, I think, is the craziest with the monkeys that used to frequent the uh, marketplaces that are filled with tourists uh this year they're they're basically just pissed off like where's our food because they just got so used to getting fed food and and throwaways from tourists that the monkeys have just like taken over and attacked these like street markets and they're trying to figure out hilarious videos of that like it shows you how connected animals are to our way of life when we just mess with everything. It just sends ripples out to nature. Just, just like a bunch of pissed off pigeons and raccoons. It's just like, what's the big deal? Where is everything? 
squirrels that can't steal people's like hot dogs anymore. Like, what was I going to say? You're living a life of kittens, my friend. I watch all your stuff on Facebook, and it's just 45-minute videos of playing with kittens. And I couldn't be more jealous. It just seems like the most therapeutic thing. Yeah, they're pretty awesome, but they're getting insane to, like, a difficult degree now. Like, this morning, one just climbed up onto the bed and just took a big dump on the bed. And <laughs> same thing happened yesterday. A bunch of them climbed up on the couch, and they just peed all over the couch. So, so uh, they, they're pretty, they make sh pretty, yeah. un pretty unruly now. They like to climb before they take a shit. They just get up high. Yeah, I mean, they're litter trained to a degree like they know how to use the litter box so it's a choice what do you do for sure what do you do just... with these cats you keep it you're gonna create like a little army so if things do go sour you got this little army of cats to just collect things for you well we're keeping we're keeping the pure white one and we might breed it with another pure white siamese so they're they're siamese cats which are very intelligent like it's they're more like having dogs than cats like yeah. my the the mother cat i take her for like walks like you would a dog what is what? happening over at the shazmas <laughs> i have no idea boston's uh, attacking someone man if you google world war three on google it's just the same newspaper just they put out like an article every five minutes what is it the uk uk the Star? daily the, the daily express oh yeah uh, anything daily i feel like is just complete <laughs> trash and garbage Anything, any news site with daily. Like, you're expecting, like, conspiracy theories on the front page. You know, might be a little pro-Trump. Which I don't understand this new conspiracy, this, uh, which I didn't understand what it was for the longest time, the QAnon. Like, I thought QAnon yeah. was a rapper. Like, I had no idea it was, we're gonna, <laughs> it's like, is this guy, why is this rapper taking on child trafficking? Like, what's going on? Who's QAnon? I didn't realize it was a whole group of wacky people but it didn't seem so bad like i'm like oh they're 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 trying to take down like high elite child traffickers i'm like that sounds pretty good <laughs> but if you just look into it more and they're just they're full of fantasies hey eh? like just so many bright ideas like trump is yeah, in there to, the, yeah go the ahead, overall so. yeah like the overall cue ideas that there's two factions of the u.s intelligence there's like the deep state quote-unquote and then there's the military intelligence which is so essentially they're saying there's like the cia and the nsa and you know the uh neo neocons the bushes and clintons and and then trump has aligned himself with the military intelligence which is separate and they're they're like a shadow war behind the scenes okay so that's like the un, the underpinning of it all of the narrative and then but yeah it's they do they just hammer child trafficking and pedophilia and it's just when it comes down to it just everyone's a pedophile and it's all about pedophilia and yeah, notice that else. Like, it's existing. <laughs> like, I feel like it, this is, there's, like, there's, muddy there's in the water. There's nothing else happening in the... Yeah, it's, like, invest... They're, like, it's impeding actual investigations into this, like, I imagine. Just, like, pointing to everyone. I'm like, sure, a few of those people are probably mm. definitely pedophiles, but, 
Like, you can't... Ellen... Ellen's probably not on the list. Ellen's just a bitch, all right? <laughs> she works with shitty people. And there's... I don't know why anyone's surprised that a celebrity is like that. But yeah, That's gotta Tom be Hanks, the weirdest... The w- that's gotta be the weirdest cancel culture so far. Is is like all they have on Ellen is that she's, she's, like claims that she's all about being nice, but she's really not nice. Like that's the whole thing. Oh wow, <laughs> a, a Hollywood celebrity We're... pretending to be something she's not. What? <laughs> that's goddamn. Why are we still shocked by any of this? Now the now the middle aged moms that are at home can't dance in front of the TV anymore. What's the loss? Daytime trash. But then you got them. Why are they all praising Trump? Isn't he like a number one pedophile? He should be right up there in the top tier of like, like predatory superpowers, right? Well, that's where Q and Alex Jones have lost all objective credibility as they just become mouthpieces for Trump and all roads lead to defending Trump at all costs. And oh my that God. He's li- like, like literally there's people who fully believe that Trump is the savior and he is here to rid the world of evil by taking down the elite pedophile cabal. Wow. Like I, didn't, I didn't realize, in, in, I didn't realize in, schizophrenia was so rampant in America god damn it there's a whole there's entire documentaries about just that oh i imagine there is i i, I try and avoid them i uh the the poorer the production value the less chances i'll watch a youtube doc but we watched a few good ones oh you i love me a few good ones i love watching it it's it's like my it's my soap operas hi t- tyler do you have a home invasion <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys that that guy never showed up. Oh, he, he showed, he up, showed up late. He showed up late. <laughs> I kind of forgot he was coming. Okay. We just didn't know right, what the so hell anyway. was happening. We're like, there's dogs barking, there's people screaming. Are they being held at gunpoint? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> no. A little bit. A little bit of Being held hostage. So, okay. So, yeah. Tyler, we were talking right, about so... QAnon. Do you know anything about the QAnon? The QAnon. Am I saying it right? I don't know anything. See, I about thought it that. was a rapper at first. It's such a rapper name, but it's an organization. I don't know what it stands for, but they're uh, trying to. It's like a conspiratorial group trying to take down like child traffickers and high elite pedophiles, but doing so with absolutely insane theories. And they think Trump is like a superhero who's gonna help take down all these pedophiles, and he's definitely not a pedophile himself. I- so, that's the summary of what QAnon is. Did I do an okay job? Yeah, you, more or less. Um, yeah, so so essentially QAnon started on 4chan, which that's is never good. Uh, the home of Anonymous, or at least it was in the early days of the internet. But it's just a message board where anyone can post anything anonymously. And it's mostly just the most vile, horrendous porn and snuff videos. and But it, it's also just people arguing about conspiracies and posting videos. And, wow, sounds I mean, it's, like it's, a it's great a, a, place to come together. <laughs> it's an image board, but the, the whole key behind it is that anyone can post anything anonymously. 
Isn't that and where, like, so the incels where... are kind of based out of? A lot of incel groups involved in the 4chan world. I mean, anything terrible on the internet pretty much starts <laughs> Starts in 4chan. At 4chan. Land in four chan, or is, or is... yeah. I worked with the I worked with a crazy guy that was all about four chan, and he did all the four chan stuff, and he was nuts. He always called me MIT because he thought I was a computer hacker, and then he was like this crazy guy <laughs> that knew all this four chan stuff, and was always telling me about these crazy things that you could do on the internet, like the scariest parts of the internet. <laughs> he just thought you were a computer hacker. Yeah, he thought like I would know what he was talking about. Like, yeah, you had the no look. What talking about. But that's a just, bad eighties. That's a bad eighties stereotype, right? Come on, <laughs> like, there's no nerds anymore. So, so, so somebody started coming on 4chan and making these posts, and they and they signed them Q, which is supposed to be uh, Q as a level of clearance uh, security clearance within the u.s government okay does it start so they with claim a? so like that's pretty far down the list does it start with a and make its way to q i have q, no idea q they just are random just, like that's a you it's like we love the letter it's mysterious it's not used often let's let's go with q it's 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 a designation you like when you're high up in the government or intelligence agencies you have q clearance and, and so they started put, posting what they called Q drops, uh, which were which are essentially like if you've ever read Nostradamus, it's just like really cryptic, not actually saying anything, but open-ended enough like astrology that the like majority of people will read it and think that they're being led to the truth, but really yeah. it's just use, using vague language. Um, that's specifically designed to not actually say anything, but make you think like it's saying something. Yeah, that's and a lot. So they, so they did. So they start making these predictions, quote unquote, and these drops, and you know, and uh, really, it's just yeah, it's fodder for people who are already super paranoid and spend too much time on the internet to go deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole but the, the thing that annoys me about q is it's like it takes what used to be fun legitimate conspiracy research and turns it into every all roads lead to and that's why donald trump is our savior and is here to stop the like yes. li literally every single thing with q leads to and that's why trump is the lord and savior and, and everyone else no is wrong. a pedophile. Yeah, and he's here to to slay pedophiles, and you're just like you have. <laughs> it's just like it's like it's like watching Alex Jones now versus Alex Jones in like the Bush era when he was genuinely like still crazy, but criticizing the the establishment, yeah. but and not just like a you know hanging on Trump's dick, which is just like. Yeah, he's you in a weird no place. I don't really follow Alex Jones, but some video came out of him just walking around this national park and harassing a bunch of teenage staff for wearing masks. I'm like, <laughs> he, he has fallen off the deep end, that guy. And he's talking about eating his neighbors. If this all comes down to a horrible collapse of America, he's looking at his neighbors to eat them. I'm like, holy fuck. Can you imagine hearing that as his neighbors? <laughs> like... 
Like, you must have to listen to his rants if you live next to him. Like, you gotta know what's going on. He's an unstable character. Something happened a couple years ago. I, I don't know. I think Trump just generally just broke the American psyche. Uh, and, like, you've just got people who... Like, the same people who were challenging neoconservative ideology... 15 years ago and railing against Bush and Cheney are now trumpeting those exact same political ideals, but justifying it because Trump, no, no, it's different because it's Trump and he's going to stop the pedophiles and bring down Hollywood and the Jewish cabal elite. And it's just like you, you're literally cheering for neoconservative economics, even further right than Bush and Cheney were just because you've essentially been brainwashed by this very powerful yeah. movement of, of the, I, I hate the term, but, but it is the, the alt-right or whatever. This new weird brand of uh, exclusively internet conservatism. Yeah, I think but, you're exactly uh, right. I can't really... Like when it comes to brainwashing and the changing of like everyone's <laughs> psyche in America, I'm like, he broke them. You're like, what do you do once you break down the psyche? You build it up again. That may not have been his clear image, but whatever he's doing is working. And there's a lot more people listening to him than I originally thought. Like, I thought, like, this whole uh, re-election thing is going to be just, like, a, a joke. But, like, a joke in the same way, like, his first election was. Where everyone laughed and never thought it was going to actually happen. Like, there's a... Uh, there's big fear that that's going to happen again. Oh, there's a very, very strong chance that he'll be reelected at this point. And, yeah. and both sides, again, I hate dividing people into sides because I think the reality is most people don't fit into either camp. But people are very easily led into a one camp or the other camp mindset. And that's where Trump wins. That's where he thrives and where the left keeps losing to him is so QAnon's a perfect example and the riots are another great example. So Trump's whole campaign is, well, you're either with me or you're with the Clintons and Epstein and the pedophiles and Hollywood. So which yeah. one is it? Do you Slow like pedophiles Joe. or do you like me? Like he's like that's literally as simplistic as they boiled it down. It's like you're with Trump and taking down the elite pedophile cult ring or you support it which one is it you know and and you have ramp rabid supporters actually like attacking people all day for just like so what you support pedophiles it's like those are not the god i can't, yeah, I just can't no believe well, what, are, what are they gonna do when they figure out that he's a part of their fucking i know pedophile. like there's it like any i feel like it's any day now like like we're just gonna see some picture we've been waiting to see like, uh, Giswell, or Gazelle, whatever the fuck her name is, it's just gonna drop, like, a treasure trove of awesome photos and videos. Not awesome, but awesome in the sense that it's gonna take down <laughs> some of these horrible, high-elite pedophiles. And he's definitely up there. Yeah, well, I mean, there's plenty of evidence that him and Epstein were friends, that he was going to all the same parties. Him and the Clintons were friends. I mean, yeah, I just... I think, yes, if you peel back the curtain, that 
pretty much everyone who's rich and famous and and powerful at a certain level like they're all engaging in this kind of strange occult i know um not jay-z no, though you know eyes, eyes eyes wide sh- eyes wide shut parties you know i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying they literally all are but some of them clearly are you know yeah. obviously it's oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a thing that that some people who get to a certain status whether it's wealth or fame or power they essentially run out of normal thrills and they need to get into some weird fucking shit maybe the weird shit's working maybe that's why they're they are where they are because they're worshiping some demon that's giving them power and 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 money for the torturing of people's souls all over the world who knows maybe they're right maybe there is some weird owl demon they worship it's just like loving this shit i mean there's absolutely rituals of blackmail that so like the skull and bones is a well-known version of this and but yeah those are all for blackmail like, isn't that like uh, so where this they, isn't that like a fraternity where they're like we're gonna make you suck a dick film it and then we can manipulate you through politics the rest of your life <laughs> holding this yeah, over and, your head. It, and Scientology does the exact same thing like the very first thing the Scientology people do is put you in a room and record these interviews with you and just get you to admit to all of your deepest darkest secrets and then they use them to blackmail you like that's how they get all these celebrities, John Travolta and Tom Cruise, to become essentially. So it's not. It's just a a standard cult thing to do this to. Yeah. And 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 it's it's a long-standing maneuver of you know secret clubs and secret small groups of powerful people. Like you you do even even gangs do this. On a, on a street level, you know, you all partake in a killing or a rape, and then now you're bonded by this experience, essentially, and that's like your initiation into the gang, right? Yeah. Um, so this I'm... is like this is human behavior that's just pervasive. Whenever you have like some level of we're we're all in this together, prove it. Prove it that you will do anything for this group, you know. And the more money, more power, the more fucked up it's going to be. Yeah, and so, like the Epstein's Island and his honey pot in New York are the focus right now. But it's like, I don't know. The thing I keep coming back to is just like that's just one guy. Really, if you really want to break it down, he was just a he's a pimp. He procured young girls. And provided them to rich and powerful people, like, but he's not the only one. There's, that's what pimps do everywhere, literally everywhere in the world, is trick young girls and into recruiting other young girls, and then they sell them to, you know, rich douchebags. Like the same thing's happening in your fucking Otterville right now. Probably the you know, (laughs) the 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 mayor of Otterville is probably you know sneaking off to. A, a, an underground spot in Hamilton, and they're all yeah. partaking in underage prostitutes. It's just no—it's uh, just that nobody cares. But these things are slowly getting unearthed. You know, like as bad as they are, like 
like Epstein, he's just, a, I'm sure, just the tip of the iceberg. But, you know, this, there's an interest in it. Even if it is QAnon, you know, going after these people, you know, might as, might as well. I know they're going to taint the message a little, being like just sucking Trump, Trump's dick the whole time. But, like, might as well, you know, everyone's got to go after this. It's something that can't just go away in the media. And uh, and Tom Hanks is... that be, that becomes such a slimy move too, just to be like, well, you either you don't like pedophiles or you like us. Like, then it's like, well, I don't like pedos and pedophiles, and I don't like you. Okay, Kevin Spacey definitely yeah, a freak that... show, definitely touching kids. Leave Tom Hanks alone, for God's sakes. I don't understand the attack on Tom Hanks. I still haven't seen the evidence on Tom Hanks, but no. I know that there's entire there's entire films about why tom hanks is part of it i haven't i i I was turned away from the rabbit hole in in the recent weeks you guys will be disappointed to know no it's okay i have to i hop in and out i'm uh i'm one of those i'm just back and forth like a bunny in the (laughs) rabbit hole or rabbit i suppose yeah in the rabbit hole but i but the other the other thing that's that trump's doing right now is with this he's weaponizing um the protests and essentially just saying that every city is Democrat run and and therefore is completely uh, you know a socialist nightmare and filled with riots and then sending in um, federal troopers and and exacerbating it but he, he's already made it clear that his election strategy is to paint all Democrats as like wacko, rioting looters, you know, yeah. who want anarchy, and then the left just keeps playing into his hand. So it's like, reality is ninety percent of people don't are not Antifa or um, Proud Boys. You yeah, know? like those are like these are like fringe internet fantasy identities that nobody really relates to. And they get all the but, attention in the news. <laughs> I know, like you watch yeah, the, this, the, the, or just the normal people are watching this. Like, I don't know anyone who likes any of this. <laughs> it's just like, who are those? These people? It's a bunch of poor Americans watching. Yeah, the this. vast majority of us, the vast majority of us, are just sitting at home watching it unfold, and aren't don't associate with anything that's happening or any of it. But Trump is weaponizing that fact and saying, "Well, this is it. You're either." in the streets and you hate america and you're a communist and a marxist or you love freedom and you hate pedophiles those are your two options it's like oh boy (laughs) it's a weird option for the voting booth that's for sure it's gonna be a strange november it's gonna be i'm glad we live here in canada and we just talk about this and watch it like it's a damn reality show even though it'll affect us little waves here and there but God, how worse well, it's, can it? How much worse here. can it get? You think it could lead to World War Three? Hey, we finally got to thirty-eight minutes into our recording. We That's right. We hit our main topic. <laughs> nice. All right, World Brandon War III. finally had enough and veered us. tossed it up there. <laughs> well, hold on a minute. I didn't. Before we get on to World War Three, I okay, never got so... to read off my bear and cougar attacks. Oh yes, yes. Tyler had a. So so this is just. The last week on Vancouver Island, here's some headlines for you. Um, bear put down after being found on kitchen counter. Uh-huh. <laughs> man, 
Right inside. That's one, one week ago. Um, man left with serious injuries after attack by grizzly bear with cubs in BC. Okay. Um, girl 10 bitten on leg by bear on Lower Mainland Trail three weeks ago. Okay. Uh, five days ago, man man suffers serious injuries in bear attack in remote area. Uh, Huckleberry the bear killed after BC residents admit to something or other. Um, so they even have names. Got, you have well, names for your bears in the area. So we don't have bear news. Yeah. I feel like you guys have a whole section in your newspaper or like on the website. These are, these are multiple bear news. Multiple news sources, yeah. And moving on to cougars, two days ago or two hours ago, cougars target ponies, dogs, and pair of Vancouver Island attacks. Uh, residents near Qualicum Beach, where I live, nervous about cougar prowling the area. Three days ago. One day ago, Saanich police issue multiple cougar warnings, CTV News. Uh, cougar near Qualicum Beach kills horse, showing stalking behaviors one day ago. That's, a uh, horses uh, are big. Like, holy shit. It's a hell of a takedown. <laughs> so yeah, this is just like a quick Google search for cougars and bears on the island. So Sounds like you uh, shouldn't own a, a def- don't own a horse on the island. Sounds like it. You get taken down. It's, it's become... It's becoming a thing for sure. Well, be careful. Like it's always there. a thing, but it's a it's a it's an elevated thing. Well, you're gonna have to wear a mask on the back uh, of your head, like in India. The tigers, right? We tend to just get a big wildlife. Tend to just get a big scary dog, and that tends to do the trick. That, that works. All right, so World War Three. Right, moving on to World War Three. It's uh, it's a fun topic. It's, uh, I sent you down a wormhole. I didn't mean to. Uh, it's a topic that was on our list of things to talk about, so I figured, hey, Danny probably knows a little bit about it. And you just you sent me a lot of videos today. So I tried to... I didn't realize you're doing way more research than I am for World War Three. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought that going in that I would... I got excited when you floated the pitch, because I was like, yeah, that'll be a great episode. Then I started thinking about what I would say about the topic, and I re- thought, wow, I really don't know anything about uh, war or the military or geopolitics um, on a level where I would feel comfortable talking about it on a podcast. So I started hey. watching a bunch of videos, and after watching all these videos, I've come to the conclusion that it's, like nothing has really changed on the World War Three stage since, like, the end of the Korean War. Yeah, it's as just far the as, same like, predicting what would happen, right? Nonsense. <laughs> yeah, there's always a war going on, Yeah, but, like, where does it break into the terms World War? When it, When is it a world war? Is it when two fighting countries have, like, it's when their backing countries start fighting each other? Is that what's going to happen? Like if we still, if like America goes after Iran, is Russia gonna come in and stop it? It's China. Like there's, I gotta figure out what the hell makes a, a world war. Um. Okay. Well, let's let's see what. <laughs> we don't have to Google reliable, it now. Because like I, Wikipedia yeah, if you, if you, has to say. <laughs> if you look at previous war. Yeah. Look at the other two world wars. Like so long ago, completely different world, when that happened. But like I haven't gotten into World War Two yet because I'm not 50 years old. But I figure I'll do it when I'm that. That's when, that's the age you do it when you get really into war. So it's so it says World War Three and the Third World War are names 
given to a hypothetical third worldwide large-scale military conflict subsequent to World War I and II. The term has been in use since at least as early as 1941. So, now, are you reading it from Wikipedia? <laughs> I'm reading yeah, so the same two, thing. I'm two years... Two years into World War II, they were already talking about World War Three. Oh, well, that That's... makes sense because they like what's the time frame between the first and second war? Can't be more than twenty years. It's like they probably think, "Damn, like things are accelerating. World wars are just going to be a thing now." But uh, you think I think definitely the nuclear nuclear weapons really put a halt to uh, the whole idea of constant war and all these superpowers finally gaining access to this weapon. I think that's why it's been. Yeah, on I mean, I, th- I think we're what we're currently living in, and the only world that you and I have ever lived in, is very akin to George Orwell's nineteen eighty four, which is you have these supercontinents, and you have fringe wars uh, that are essentially over resources: the Middle East, um, yeah. Southeast Asia. Um, Ukraine and Russia um, but essentially we don't have the grand conflict which in this case would entail like the world the, the modern world you, you can pretty much divide up into Europe and their allies America uh, and Canada and then Russia and China and all their various proxies. So, so we're we're and lumped that, in there with the states. So, if the states goes into some shitty conflict in a new part of the world, we're getting dragged in there too. We gotta follow them. If it's big enough, you know, like yeah. we, yeah, Canada is so inconsequential on a military. Yeah. Like we're just gonna do whatever they tell us to. Yeah. I mean, our our greatest source of national pride is. That we didn't go into Iraq, even though we still participated in Afghanistan and all sorts. I think eventually we did get involved in Iraq, but, you know, and we're supplying arms to Saudi Arabia. You know, we more or less do what we're told, and then every once in a while we're like, we're going to be slightly less warmongering. Than yeah, they really like to toot the horn deal. of the, uh, we, we've <laughs> taken the moral route. It's like, okay, but what about all the immoral things you don't talk about? <laughs> but, yeah, because I always wonder, I'm like, man, if shit hits the fan, I'm like, why can't we be like Sweden? Why can't we just sit in, like, that neutral zone? Because, like, Sweden's pretty fucking kick-ass country. Like, it's probably up there. Like, they, they, they run everything so smooth in Sweden. Like, they even have underground bunkers to protect their entire population. If, let's say, there was a nuclear war. Like, they have enough room to just shove everyone underground. And extra room to save tourists in the country. To just, like... Because if I want any country just to, like, come out of, like, a, a like a nuclear war and restart everything, it's probably Sweden. 65,000 nuclear bunkers. Yeah. Currently in Sweden. And they're building more. Well, I yeah. never knew that. That's crazy. Sounds like the place to be if bombs start going off. It's like they seem like they're such a progressive country, and they always think ahead in ways like that. Except with the COVID, then they try and go like straight immunity. It's just like let's just keep doing what we do and see what happens, and then it really backfired. Well, they didn't implement. They didn't implement a lockdown. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, it depends on which, uh, where you go for your news. You got what, half, half the people say that Sweden is showing the world how they should have dealt with it, and the other half are saying they're insane and it was a complete failure. Um, but their, their general approach was, we're not going to have total lockdown. We're going to strategically, like people that are sick, we're going to quarantine them. Yeah. And we're not going to, and we're not going to mandate lockdowns or masks. And we're going to let healthy people get the virus and try and get to herd immunity naturally rather than, uh, wait for the, the vaccine. But either way, I, I don't think the jury... I don't think the jury's out yet on whether or not it was. Nah, the, jury's still the right out on choice everything. Either way, they're ready for World War Three. The jury is out to lunch. God, now, yeah. now, that the one thing I found in my research is that COVID has some interesting tie-ins to World War Three, in that um, both China and the U.S. are using it as an excuse to blame yeah, the other one for the virus. Too. Okay. So. <laughs> So China is now saying that the virus started in the U.S. and the U.S. brought it to chi- to China and released it. And, and then the it... U.S. is implicating that it was leaked from the Wuhan lab, uh, which was a theory that was violently shut down when it was first floated. I know. I'm like, um, that seems like the most plausible. It's like it's not an out there idea. It's like, yeah, they've got a lab that studies exactly this kind of viruses, and it's the city that the <laughs> outbreak happened in. It's not, like, that crazy yeah, to suggest yeah. that maybe that's where it came from. And, yeah, like, but, I'm not saying some disgruntled employee snuck it out and, like, threw it at some lady on the bus. Like, it, it, it probably <laughs> just, like, it's probably just shitty practice in, in, this, in the lab, and something got out. Something that small, something broke. Maybe they thought they contained it after the break, and they didn't. Maybe monkeys stole it. Wasn't there a story about monkeys stealing the vet, like a virus or something, running out of the lab with it? it like, I didn't did break see it. That, yeah, you didn't. You did see that. I did see that floating around. Yeah, that's like one of the stories that comes out where it makes you just question reality. It's like, not this isn't real. Nothing's real. Monkeys aren't stealing the virus. But like, I totally believe that, and that's yeah, that's definitely fodder for you know. Stoking the fire for World War Three, is pointing the blame game with this virus. Yeah, and so that's so Trump and Pompeo are saying it's all China's fault. They lied to us. They also compromised the WHO, and um, and it's essentially all this is China's fault, and uh, and and they need to pay. And China's saying in retaliation, like. Um, I think I saw one video today where where one of their ministers said, "Did we blame the USA for AIDS? Like, or <laughs> something?" They're just they always had. China's the king of what aboutism. Like, no matter what criticism yeah. is of China, they're always just like, well, right. "What about this thing the Americans did?" <laughs> See, that's like just petty, like uh, schoolyard bullshit right now. But like. Would this ever lead to a military conflict, like fighting over this virus and the blame game? Like, what's it like? Are they actually going to strike anything? Like, what's going to lead to that? Well, there's already proxy skirmishes that could lead to World War Three. So the three hot spots are 
the South China Sea. Yep. Um, and and generally Southeast Asia. Yeah, you got uh, North Korea. You got you entirely. got Taiwan. You got China. Like yeah, it's a little, it's a sensitive little triangle there. And then the most obvious thing that's happened in the last six months is Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, last year really, but you know China has effectively taken over Hong Kong, and the Western allies you know post world war ii didn't really do much other than issue strongly worded condemnations but in terms of actually doing anything to stop china's takeover of hong kong that was a pretty that was a pretty huge and significant move towards china getting more aggressive and testing the whether the west will do anything yeah and i really don't know what the line in the sand is because China's gotten way more and more aggressive and the West has really not done anything. Yeah, and it feels like anything could really I don't know, set it I, off. I, yeah, and I don't know that the West can do anything at this point. No, and um, that's something I read about recently is uh, I was reading an article about it's about kind of World War Three, but if China and the States were in, in conflict and these two superpowers and like who would win over these two and like like who's got the better capabilities and the US when it comes to you know firepower and heavy duty weaponry like they they take the cake for sure cuz like they're the highest spending in military that like they spend so much money in the trillions for their military and China you know they they have a lot of people <laughs> i'm sure they have billion soldiers but uh, as far as heavy weaponry, like they don't stand up next to states. But what they do have is very precise counterattacks to everything the states had. So obviously there's been spying going on between the countries for years. Like Russia in there too. They're all back and forth spying on each other. They know what's going on. But China's a little sneakier in the way that like they're just, they're basically going to take out the power grid and all of the American satellites before the states can even make a move like let's just say they 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 drop the they drop the puck as they say in the war terms right you know they they reference hockey a lot in war <laughs> but let's say there was a puck drop and the war just starts you know china's like you know within an hour they say like if they have the weaponry they're talking about where they have these actual space weapons which is why the states is actually trying to create a space force it's because of uh, some of China's sketchy actions in space right now. Like, they they blew up one of their old weather satellites. So this is a test they were doing for basically a weapon they have in space. But their reasoning was, oh, we're not, it's not for military use. We're just using it to get rid of old satellites kind of thing. But clearly, it's it's for, like, it's space weapons. And then they were the first to come out saying, like, okay... There shouldn't be any space weapons anywhere. No one should have space weapons. And, like, they were the first to come out and say it. That, so the states is like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to create a space force. That's what's going to be wild really just about like, another world war is the technology, like, has come so far that, like, it's going to be space weapons and more lasers and nukes. Yeah. And if what they've been working on as far as space weapons, where they have these... Basically, tiny robots are going to send out and eliminate every single U.S. satellite. Like, they, they send them out in thousands, and they're able to target them. 
they have this capability and they're working on it and then uh the next one is wiping out america's power grid which all you'd need is an emp attack or simply like physically attacking their power grids which really isn't that well protected and it's people have tried to do it before wasn't there in like in the 70s like a mysterious like group that tried to attack all the american power grids all over the states and like knew every way around it and could figure it out but like managed to get caught so it's been done before well i think you're hitting on the real key uh points to this is you know number one russia has fallen as the the threat the great threat to the u.s and it's it's really all about china and the u.s yeah but you can't you can't count out russia no because they they still have a a massive stockpile of nuclear weapons yeah so uh you can't just discount russia oh here's another they need they need to be part of the conversation here's another fun fact i heard about russia sorry it it goes along with china but as russia being like the king of propaganda and uh as they were building their arsenal of nuclear weapons, so were the states. Uh, a Russian scientist came out, and he proclaimed that if nuclear war were to happen, even on a small scale, uh, this thing called nuclear winter would happen, right? Where so much debris and shit would be knocked up into the atmosphere, would block out the sun, essentially causing a new ice age. So he came out with all these papers about it, and people just ate that shit up. To the point, like, I... like. I, even like legit scientists still just believe it but apparently that was all propaganda all basically saying like we can't have a nuclear war because both sides are gonna drastically lose and the whole world's gonna get covered in dust and we're all gonna die but really they're just saying that to deter the states from essentially attacking first right well that was the whole underpinning of the cold war was mutually assured destruction yeah it was and it got to the point where they each country had, I think, twenty five thousand plus nuclear warheads, and so it was like, if we were to go to war, we would kill each other and everyone else on the planet some ridiculous number of times over. Yeah, and I mean that was the whole um, Doctor Strangelove, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Yeah, like there was a whole er- era of humanity that, like. My parents, when they grew up, they had nuclear um, drills at right. school. Like that was like part part of their upbringing was just like any day the Russians could strike, and we're all gonna die. And then like that was just like part of the reality that they just lived yeah. with for decades. When it seems that the reality is neither country wanted that. Uh, obviously, why would anyone want to exterminate the human race? And then we just sort of got into this comfort zone and nobody really foresaw the fall of the Soviet Empire and the rise of America during the 90s to the degree that it did and then how quickly China would just grow into not just a challenge to American hegemony but possibly surpassing it and that's strictly a technological advancement the the rate that they are advancing technologically and the secrecy that it's happening within we really don't know what they're up to um because it's such a closed off society and so you know 
I'm purely speculating here. Virt- zero facts in are coming down the oh, pipe. Oh, there's never facts but, here. <laughs> uh, but does China have uh, Android, uh, you know, capabilities? Elon Musk says he can do it. So yeah. who's to say that China is isn't doing it? Yeah, you know, are, are yeah, they are they creating talk. superhuman, oh, yeah, superhuman cyborg robots? Yeah, are they quite very possible. Guns in their eyes. <laughs> are they the <laughs> cause of all these UFO sightings? Is it some technology? But much like with the Cold War, that's a lot of that's fed with our our own governments who keep us in the dark. And fearmonger and feed us this red scare of the commies are going to take over the world to justify their own military spending and why they have to keep investing in war. And, you know, really both sides play the same game of fearmongering the other side to justify massive military spending for this supposed war that could come at any time. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've been living in that world since. 1950 essentially right. uh and there hasn't been a world war but there's constantly that fear of well what if china well what if russia well now, what if the yanks now let's say you know. yeah like let's say if yeah europe and the states and russia and china they all go at it they all go to war canada we're getting dragged in now or they're they do the draft and we're all drafted what are we gonna do what do you think you're gonna do in the army what would they what would they think they'd put you There'll doing? There'll never be another draft. No, you never know. Be a draft. Just dragging people out of their houses to oh, fight. Then I'll dodge it. <laughs> You'll dodge it? Dodge a draft? <laughs> so you'd be a draft dodger. That's fair. I'll, I, I'd probably join you. But I'm saying if you had to. Like, they drag you kicking and screaming, but they let you decide what you do in the army. Would just, you'd just be the guy that worked in the cat. Probably be that fucking... Guy that blows the trumpet in the morning to wake everyone up. That's the only job I can the do. Bugle. <laughs> the bugle. The bugler. I'd, I'd try. I'd, I'd try and get in with the uh, the propaganda. Just writing. Yeah. Just the propaganda like the guy media machine. Yeah, you're you're pretty good at social yeah, media, guy, man. You can you can nail that. Got, if push comes to shove, I'm going to the to the brass. I'm like, look, you don't want to waste me on the front lines. I'm physically useless. I'll be dead, but I can help you um, pound your propaganda into people. Yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm physically fit enough and dumb enough that I'll get like conned into going into battle. They'll probably like make me be a parachuter or something, and I get stuck in a tree. Like it's not gonna be good. But you, you won't have to go to battle. The robots will do. <laughs> you think so? You think? You think that would be a better solution? Isn't that what that Pacific Rim movie's about? Didn't every country just create a big badass robot to fight other countries' yep. badass robots? It's like battle bots to the max. <laughs> robot Wars on Spike TV? Yeah. Japan just made a giant robot. Have you seen that? It's like 60 feet tall. It looks like a tra- looks like a transformer. And they actually got it to walk. They're a long way from invading the world, but they're starting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I had to predict what's coming next, I don't think it's a traditional world war. No. I think it's probably more of a class war and like a, literally like a dystopian Terminator robots and crazy um, 
secret agencies, you know, keeping the general population in line kind of war. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. They're, they're, they cap- and, they're so capable of brainwashing society, and they have been for so long. It's like, why not? They're just going to keep getting better at it. And this idea of, like, yeah, what? boots on the ground war, like, that's never going to happen. It's just going to be this slow burn. And it, by the time it's like we're halfway in it, we won't like we'll just suddenly realize we're like, oh, we're screwed. We've been in a war this whole time. It's a war on our minds, on our consciousness. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying World War Three is the war on our brain. It's been and and, and we're losing badly. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think if, yeah. If I had to guess, it's. The, the other th- thing that I think is po- is quite possible is everyone's talking about globalization and one world government, but if you look at history, what happens more often than not is the opposite, is con- large empires break down into smaller countries. That mm-hmm. happens way more often than massive empires staying intact, you know. So right. I think just at, if you just look at North America, you have two... Of the newest countries on Earth, yeah, and they're just massive, you know. And we're just starting to see ideological divisions. Like right now, you could divide Canada and America into three separate countries each, you just think? like East Coast, Central. I'm just saying, like, yeah, if you well, look, the, if you look the at states especially. each country, and you just say, like, okay, Canada, like Canada could be four countries: Quebec, the Maritimes. Um, you know, like five countries even Ontario, yeah, we're prairies, yeah, and, yeah, and and BC. Nobody wants to be lumped and in then, with us, right? Alberta, man, Alberta, and like Saskatchewan, <laughs> Manitoba, they'll lump each other in. And then we got the the nothingness up north. They'll just be like, they'll just hang back. Yeah, and the north is a whole other thing. I mean, that's that's probably seven countries up there. Yeah, but when but, even it comes um, to the states, like oh, like. They're like fifty different little countries, and like yeah, some their, st- their states are already so different just in their political ideologies, their economies. They're they're starting to have enough hi- history and culture to say like you know Texas is just so fundamentally different from California. You know they're just different yeah. places, and. You're starting to see that where it's like I'm mo- fuck California, I'm moving to Texas. You know, fuck Texas, I'm moving to California. Yeah, it's just and people a are starting to divide themselves up into these groups, and so as much as everyone wants to talk about one world government and new world order, I think it's much more likely we're going to see fragmentation. Uh, yeah, and more countries forming or more city states, uh, kind of happening and it's kind of like a thing that we just ignore in north america yeah we just don't want to talk it's like yeah canada and the u.s those are going to stay the way they are forever but historically speaking they're only a couple hundred years old and that's like nothing for a country right yeah and we've quite the history we've developed already and uh it's what's something's got to calm us down there's uh there's an article saying a science a scientist thought it would be a good idea to release low doses of psychedelics into the water supply, you know, <laughs> give everyone a little trip, start microdosing the public. 
I say macro dose. <laughs> just pump them full of it. Like I know this this idea has been joked around so many times. Just give everyone mushrooms and it'll be peaceful. I'm like, no, it'll be probably goddamn chaos, but I'd be interested to see what comes out the other end. There was a crackhead that I uh, worked for in Vancouver, and him and his brother got arrested for trying to spike the water supply with LSD when they were teenagers. They were <laughs> Those all... guys always get arrested right before they do it. For they get cocky and they start telling their friends, right? So so anyways, back to like World War Three, if it's going to happen. Um, one interesting thing I saw today was that Russia and China are at odds over a lot of things. Uh, we in the West like to lump them together just because they're both communist, but um, there's a lot of tension between Russia and China right now, which right. that alone, if they were to have some level of conflict, I don't think anyone in the rest of the world wants anything to do with that. Just like let them sort that out, you know. I don't think anyone wants to get involved no, there. <laughs> but it goes back to my point of, I, I think there's a lot of hay that's made over countries uniting, and I think that it's more likely that countries are going to argue amongst themselves, and people will continue to argue amongst themselves more than they're going to band, band together and create super states. Like, even just look at, at Brexit and the EU... And the cracks, like the EU's such a new idea and it's already starting to form these, like, those, all those countries in Europe have such a long history of not liking each other for a yeah. reason. You know? Right. <laughs> and, the, and the more, and the more we break away and split up, the more civil wars and, uh, you know, fucking class wars and stuff you're going to see on a smaller level. You're going to have, you know, Alberta fighting with yeah. BC. Can you learn to love and hate your neighbor at the same time? Like, there's been people doing it. Dorothy was telling me, like, uh, her family's from Poland, and her grandmother has been living in the same house her whole life, uh, next door to the same people who have also been living there their whole life. For, like, 80 years, they've known these people next door to them. And, like, they secretly hate each other. But, you know, when they're around each other, they're pleasant. Can we just take that to a world stage? <laughs> Can we just be, like, like, secretly hate each other, but just, like, just be nice people? on the surface it's like just have those little hateful thoughts you just take them away to your house at night and you just you know you bitch about them in the kitchen or something but like you know and not everyone's gonna be perfect and and lovey-dovey and love the peace and love all over the world but you can take a little of both so that's my well, message I'm, for world my peace my mom has an interesting theory where she says that the problem happens as soon as we get into this as soon as our thinking gets larger, our problems get larger, you know, and our <laughs> conflicts get larger. Absolutely. So there's there's this cliche that went around in the 60s, which was like, uh, you know, think think locally, act globally. Yeah. And my mom my mom says that's the problem, is that stop thinking globally. <laughs> like yeah. Just, just think, yeah. think globally, think act globally. locally is really what we have yeah. to do and just because you know the way she put it she's like what's the worst that's going to happen if you know uh otterville and saint catherine's get in a fight you know <laughs> like what's the worst that's going to happen if some small town has an argument with the town next to them like at a local level your problems can't get that large 
No. The problem happens when we go, we're all right. millions of people part of this team, and now we have a problem with that mil- billions of people, and we have to fight. Like, that's where you're in trouble, you know? Right. Yeah, like I was saying and earlier, I would, like, uh, you just watch the news, you see everything happening, and you go outside, and you're like, where? Where's all this fucking chaos? Like, it's just, it's, it's not right in front of you. Yeah, I just think that um, in terms of, you, you would hope that we've reached a level of consciousness where war on a, on a scale of World War III isn't possible because individuals are smart enough and connected enough that we can stop that from happening. But then you look at the events of the last couple of years and you can absolutely see how it's totally possible in the modern world and honestly wouldn't be that hard like it, it just so it's just so terrifyingly easy to whip people into a frenzy to hate each other like, yeah it's crazy and it seems like the v like since the very beginning of any kind of con- conflict or war it always has to do with power just that constant increase of power the higher the people like the more likely you're just going to go at it with everyone whether it's your own people neighboring countries allies enemies the more powerful you are the most likely you are you're going to create conflicts and this idea of power you know i don't know what point you have to reach where it's just like you know you've gone over the edge and like i guess back when humans were just living in much smaller civilization and tribes like you wouldn't have you, you never had like one leader like you had like a whole like a whole like uh tribe just working it out together because you had smaller ma- more manageable numbers but like Man, you start getting these bigger cities as, like, civilization grows and, like, the few people you do put in charge, like, just that power just grows. And just, it, it never leads anywhere good. Who, who, like, very rarely does, like, this in, immense power ever just lead anywhere positive. Unless they're a female leading the country. Which is, uh, where we're at now. I think I think every country should be led by a woman and see how that works out for a while. They've even said all the female leaders in, a, in the countries right now are like uh, basically the number one countries dealing with COVID and ha- have dealt with it the best. The world needs money. I know. Let the women run it and they'll just keep us around to get things off the top shelf. And I think that that might bring a little peace to the world. Going for the matrilineal solution? Yeah, yeah. Switch genders. Let the let the ladies deal with the power for a while. Let's see what happens. Well, and the the issue with war is that you've got people who dedicate their whole life to to war, and and um, and you have these ideas that are hopefully going away at some point. But stuff like Machiave- Machiavelli's The Prince, or Sun Tzu's The Art of War, you know, these are textbooks for leaders and they like the prince literally says that uh a prince should have no other uh thing that he cares about or focuses on other than war it's the only thing that matters to somebody who's in command of men is war and like that that's the training manual for leaders for the last like 500 years is just war is the only only way to lead people. It's the only way to unite people to have your citizens and your enemies respect you, and that's why the world is the way it is. Is because that's the mentality for 
thousands of years is is war is the is the only way it ha- it's not even a, a question it has to be done now but do you think we could still have people you think yeah. we could have evolved to be this aggressive because of the sheer number of humans on the planet do you think like something evolved in our brain to help us like balance our numbers and our species with the rest of nature that we just think in this crazy aggressive self-destructive way to just like shear our own numbers down just to be in balance with the rest of nature but we don't even realize it we just think because it just comes so natural right like you said like all there is is war but like what if just that's how our brains evolved to just try and just you know stop making so many people kill each other for a while okay get out there and blow each other up stop polluting well there's definitely people who have made that case there's uh, the one that i find the most sickening is the economic case you know hey you know the only way to turn around a recession is war like there's literally tons and tons of high level academics and people in our governments who believe fundamentally that a great idea to turn around a failing economy is to start a war yeah and they literally believe that and i think it's insanity but um they'll show you all sorts of graphs and uh, you know academic papers that will justify you know hey that's how we got our, uh, got out of the great great depression was starting world war Two. it's like that, that that's not a good argument at all but there's people that gen- genuinely believe that <laughs> exactly just the business of it like why, do, why does war have to be a business? Like, it's an actual industry for these people, and that's how they make their money, so of course they're going to yeah, do it. And like, it's a company. Why can't they just take that, all that effort of putting all this money and energy and planning into war to save your economy? Why don't you put all that energy into making awesome amusement parks, right? Awesome, badass roller coasters, water parks. It's like, we're going to build the best water park in all of North America. We're going to totally beat China. Yeah, or some, or some food for children. You can sell too. hot dogs and popcorn to the kids at the water park. At the amusement park. <laughs> That'll save the economy. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> starving <laughs> children, Brandon. They, they can come too. They're not excluded. We'll send well, these amusement... Well, this is one, one, one positive thought I've had lately is that, like, really, if you look at what's actually going on around the world... Um, China, India, Brazil, the BRICS country, they call them, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China. Um, but also, generally speaking, like the standard of living for almost all these what used to be called third world countries is, is rising. And everywhere except the first world, life's getting better. Yeah. And really, we're just being spoiled you know colonial assholes who are just like whining that our slaves are getting like off the plantation you know yeah and we've been systematically enslaving the entire rest of the world for centuries and now they're like they're just gaining a basic standard of living and we're all whining about it and we're complaining about ours generally speaking the world's getting better everywhere yeah and we're just sta- we're just staying the same, and complaining that you know these countries who have used for slave labor 
are rising up out of the third world and becoming second world and first world countries. You know? Yeah, so with all the bad in the world, but, it's, but, it's really, we're accelerating at the same time. That's, that's the interesting thing, too. With, with development, yeah, not everyone accelerating at the same time. You might have some country that's been far back from years be like, oh, no, wait, we've been building a nuke for the last little while <laughs> here in Bosnia. That's like North Korea, right? They're like the last ones to get nuclear weapons. And they're the only ones that still flaunt them around. They just swing them around like they're big old floppy dick. Just like, look what we got. We're going to use them. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but North Korea is really just a, a buffer for China. Like, they, they don't have any... I don't think they have any say over what happens there. Like they just no. do whatever China tells them to. You know, they're 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 like they're like Iran. Yeah. They're a proxy kind of state that's just the West can talk shit about Iran and North Korea, but really they're talking shit about China and yeah. Russia. You know, because if if there was a major and, conflict in North Korea again, you know, it would be a mad dash between the states and China. Or who's gonna qualm like the situation? Who's gonna take over that territory? Because the states can just get in there and get a foothold, just like right in there, tucked into China, right? And, like if they dealt with the situation, but China's not gonna let but that they happen. But they already, they already tried that in the Korean War, and yeah. the second China got involved, the Americans got their asses handed to them. Yeah, I mean this this is the thing that, going back to your earlier point, like America might have the technological advantage but china's got two billion people yeah and and they all will go to war and will participate in the military they're not going to have a pushback against the draft yeah it's like if they want to conscript the entire country they will all they're just going to drop a billion people in parachutes over america god that's like like what's the like the state's population at? Is it like six hundred million? Something close to that. No, no, I think three three something, I think. Three three what? I wanna say three sixty. US population. Three three twenty eight. Three twenty eight. So God you got you got like a few a few sold Chinese soldiers per American citizen. Just like, that's uh, that's a scary thought. But getting it's not like it like you just like fly across and it's that easy. Like there's such a crazy barrier between the states and and just North America in general and everywhere else. You got two giant oceans on either side. Like I guess Russia can come over the top, but like uh, as far as getting physical soldiers and and tanks and just any artillery at all, like you gotta you gotta cross an ocean first. By the time you get to land, like how many of your ships are going to be left? Like they're going to be bombs dropped on them the whole way over. So, so yeah, China has two point one eight million active military members. India has one point four million, and so does the United States. North Korea is number four hmm. at uh, one point two eight million, and Russia has a million. Jeez. See, like, it seems to the point where everyone's beefed themselves up with militaries to the point of no one wants to touch anyone. Like, it's kind of it's kind of shame because the amount of money they spent, they could have just fixed up their own countries, 
just to see who has the bigger gun. Even though most likely none of them are oh. ever going to use it. Just going to keep the gun on the shelf, just take it off, just polish it once in a while, put it back on the shelf. Like, no one's going to use it. And, like, hopefully it stays that's, that way. Yeah, I mean, that's what uh, Jimmy Carter wrote a letter to Donald Trump when he first took office. And he basically said, the difference between China and America is China's never wasted its money on war. Yeah. And instead invested all that money into infrastructure. Well, the U.S. has not has only had 28 years of peace and has wasted all of our money on war. Yeah. And he's like, take take this for whatever you want it to be, but these are just the, the numbers. And that's why they're passing us at such an alarming rate, is because they don't waste all their money on war. Yeah, and so war. What is what it is good, good point, for, Tyler? <laughs> should put that to a catchy beat, maybe. That's what the world needs. <laughs> Absolutely, to hear right now. something. All right. Well, <laughs> this has been a. I can I can hear I can hear about thirty-seven yeah, cats behind Danny. I know. Right? I yeah, they all just. Do you have to milk, milk them soon, Danny? You have to like strap on some fake nipples and just like let them crawl all over. Their mom you. does. <laughs> well, I wish you could here. send me. I wish you weren't in Vancouver because I'd take one of those cats off your hand. I'd love a cat right now. Everyone's getting quarantined. I didn't hear pets. that. Whatever you said, I think you're frozen. Oh, I didn't hear well. Brandon either. But I think what he was trying to say is. Hey there. Um, what did you say, Brandon? I said I want a kitten. They're all going make the world poor. better. Mail it. Okay. All right. Well, Danny, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I know this will happen again. We'll let you choose the topic next time. It doesn't even have to be uh, end of the world related. It could uh, be adjacent. Yeah, we can just do a general. But yeah, I've, I'm not the best guest this week because I I took a break from the rabbit holes for the last month or so. Well, that's good. Uh, it was it was just. Uh, it was just getting, was repeti- getting repetitive. Getting repetitive. Yeah. Like I just couldn't couldn't keep seeing the same arguments yeah. and the same QAnon versus you know whatever the other people are. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I get fed up about once a week. Take a break and then I'm back, <laughs> back in the circus. So, a- any final thoughts on World War Three? I think we're pretty much in agreement. It's probably not going to happen, and pretty. Lo- I think. In, in terms of all the different topics you guys covered, it's probably the least likely to to kill us yeah. all. I don't think it'll be a whole death thing. Like I said, it's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be attack on our consciousness. It's gonna be internal wars within our country, you know, propagated by other. Just it's all gonna be and propaganda, propaganda from from everywhere. So our minds are at war. I mean, yeah. Well, and I think one final note on that front is that all war starts with dehumanization so even in obviously the most obvious examples the holocaust but um the cold war was the same way with mccarthyism and those lousy commies and the red scare and the middle east you know everyone who's a muslim is a terrorist so we've experienced in our lifetime that dehumanization that justifies why it's okay to murder millions of people so i would just say that like 
as a people, we have to be conscious of when our governments are trying to, anytime they're trying to dehumanize people, they're trying to test the waters for war, basically. Okay. Good, yeah. good, good final words, so, Danny. So that's what's having... happening with China right now. Yeah. That's all the, the whole bat soup thing and, you know, was blaming the pandemic on them. It's all about dehumanizing Chinese people. Yeah, that's very interesting and scary. That's interesting and scary that that's happening. And I don't know. You're right. Fucking love each other. But eat your mushrooms, pet a kitten, love each other. Get a kitten, for sure. Kittens are important. And and hopefully learn how to fish better than me, because we're doomed if I'm... uh, in charge of the food supply. <laughs> uh, we're doomed if you do them. We're doomed if you don't. That's uh, that's the motto we're, we're going to go with. <laughs> that's what we say around That's what we say around here. <laughs> You're doomed if you so do we might as well do. All right. All we're right. doomed on three. One, two, three. We're, we're doomed. doomed.